Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Well, uh, Itumeleng is on the line with us from the Government Employees uh, Pension Fund, and we are talking about uh, preventing fraud and misrepresentation. Itumeleng, uh, ca- can you tell us what the GEPF considers as fraud? Well, Patricia, for starters, uh, the nomination form, as uh, discussed in our previous episode, it's an important piece of document as it firmly instructs the fund how to distribute benefits in the event where uh, a member or a pensioner has passed on. And fraudsters would normally attempt to tamper with the contents of this form in order um, to obviously divert these benefits to themselves. That's number one. Then also, um, we have some fraudsters who would submit fictitious funeral uh, benefit claims. Um, and then also uh, fraudulently uh, exiting uh, the member of the fund without their knowledge or consent. And that is often a collusion between some of the HR officials uh, that are associated with the GPF and, and there's some syndicates uh, whose aim is to solely steal members' hard-earned pension savings. Um, we often experience uh, the submission of fabricated supporting documents such as the Lobola letter, in order to induce the GEPF to approve certain benefits, such as the spouse pension or the, the child pension. Um, uh, we also then have um, some external parties who you know, solicit money from members with false claims of being able to expedite their claims. And... Um, also then have certain officials associated with the Government Employees Pension Fund who would refer members to certain third parties to seek assistance in return for some gratification. My goodness, this sounds like it's a deep web, uh, Itumeleng. It uh, sounds like there could be so many parties involved in this fraudulent activities. Now, for members of the GPF who might be cash-strapped, and I mean, if I'm getting advice from someone internally, you know, at the GPF, how can a member of the GPF identify fraud from a distance? And highlight the red flags for us. Well, from the, the moment um, members start receiving calls from people purporting to be GPF officials, requesting uh, personal information such as bank details and ID numbers to be shared over the phone, uh, that should members should then be alarmed. And further to that, if such persons uh, request a fee for the service that they render to the members. Um, then our members should definitely know that those are not GPF officials, and that could be an attempt to defraud them. But you you mentioned earlier that sometimes it might be in collusion with people internally. So if it's someone internally, how do you then, as a GPF member, um, notice red flags? Well, uh, you, if if it's internal, well, you you wouldn't know, um, because then that person is rightfully so. Um, representing the fund, and there is a way of identifying themselves. Um, we obviously would, when we assist our members in our uh, uh, regional centers, we would wear name tags with the, the GPF logo, and we hardly ever send you know people to to their homes um, to request any documents or or any form like that. And 
you know, we advise really our members, if they are, they are confronted by such people, to immediately contact our service center to, to validate or verify if that really that person is from the GEPA. Mm. Now, what are the common ways used by fraudsters to rob members of the GPF Dumeleng? And obviously, these common ways might be some of the ones you listed, but I'm sure there's, there's yes. you know, those that are more prevalent than others. Yes, well, the common, some of the common ways here, to start with, uh, these fraudsters, they would trace and visit GPF beneficiaries without having formal identification. And they would then send also fictitious communications, such as emails, um, to these members or beneficiaries, telling them that, hey, there's, there's money that they need to claim and that there's forms that they need to, to complete, only to find out that uh, it's fraudsters and they just attempting to have benefits uh, diverted. Mm. A-team, is, um, we are talking about uh, fraudulent um, activity and misrepresentation around the GEPF um, members who have funds in the GEPF who are contributing the, to the GEPF. I'd like to hear from you if you've got any questions or even an incident that is very similar to one of those that Idumeleng has posed. You can call in to ask your questions or relate your incidents on 011-714-2006 or send a WhatsApp on 614 SMSs go to 41391. You know, Idumeleng, in these trying times, it's, it's so unfortunate um, that we still have a lot of people who are doing such um, evil things to gain people's money and the people are really cash strapped. But if you can highlight for me the legal frameworks on uh, fraud and misinformation of the GEPF. Well, a GPF subscribes to the South African legislative framework on combating fraud and corruption. For example, Prevention of Organized Crime Act, the Protected Amended uh, Disclosure Act, and further to that, we, we have an in-house uh, array of policies and strategy to really work hard at curbing fraud and corruption. Now, if a member of the GPF suspects fraud or has been defrauded, uh, is there a place where they can report these uh, fraudulent activities? Absolutely. Um, members of the public in general or members of the GPF um, can report any unethical behavior or any fraudulent activities by contacting the fraud hotline um, on 0800-203-900 or send an SMS to 30916. They can also email gpf at thehotline.co.za or send us a fax on 086-726-1681. Or they can visit uh, www.thehotline.co.za and send uh, a report online. And uh, is there any system in place to allow for anonymity when someone is reporting a case? Absolutely. So in order to ensure objective handling and protection of whistleblowers, a GPF is an anonymous hotline number that I just mentioned, uh, and that is managed by an independent operator. And um, people calling in to report fraud or any suspected uh, fraudulent activity, um, they they can remain anonymous. Okay. Uh, let me go to an ATM who's on the line. Kosnati, good evening. Yeah, good evening, my daughter, and good evening to your guest from GEPF. Um, yes. I, I retired many years ago, 
Um, my query is is with regard to pension redress or something, where we were we we were called or we were directed to go to Devon Central. Um, I think it's somewhere in 2000, 2001, um, where we filled in some forms and we applied for this redress because um, I, I had joined the police force in the 70s and retired uh, by 2000, year 2000. And uh, when I had uh, your guest last week, if I'm not mistaken, talking about this redress, then I decided just to make uh, some in- inquiries because I had not make made a follow-up. Um, uh, they said it's still pending. When I, when I inquired from the guys, one captain late now uh, at, at Devon Central, um, I was told that my application cannot be loca- located. It's not there. And... and, and, and uh, I, I, I didn't know where to go and what to do because this was done officially and by then there were computers so I I, 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 I was of the belief that everything was captured and it was not only myself we were just grew, we were coming in groups because that, that announcement had just been made Are you still there? Kosnati? Yes, are you still there? Yes Okay, and do you still want to continue and elaborate? Um, No, except that I don't know what to do now because I I applied for pension redress. Um, And and years later, uh, I'm told that my application could not be located in the system. When I made inquiries... uh, the toll-free number GPF uh, call center. Okay, do you understand Nkosnati's query and what he's asking? Uh, absolutely, I, okay. I do understand. So, oh, right, go ahead. And so, do you have any follow-up questions, or can we allow him to listen on the line? Uh, if he may listen on the line, uh, but also uh, if he can give the Benzito his contact number there. Um, so I can make proper investigation when I'm at the office as to really what, what transpired there. Okay. Yeah. So my response to that is that, yes, um, the applications to the pension redress um, closed on the 31st of March 2012. And uh, applications were reviewed, and those who qualify have subsequently been uh, paid their dues. Uh, it's unfortunate that Ngosnati's application, as he says, is... Uh, no way to be found, um, I will have to really do some investigation myself as to how it was um, sent through to the GEPF, was it through the department, and, you know, it will just have to be followed as to who signed for it and what really happened, and if any sort of redress or, or um, recourse that can be, be done there. Okay, uh, we'll make sure that Benzito does give you uh, Ngosnati's number um, after the show. Now, I've got other questions here on SMS. I've got Joe and Peter Maritzburg who's asking, when were these fraudulent activities at the GEPF discovered by the management? Sorry, please come again. Joe in Peter Maritzburg is asking, when were the fraudulent activities at GEPF discovered by management? 
when. Yes, he asks when were the fraudulent activities by at the GPF discovered by the management. Look, um, Patricia, fraudulent activities are an ongoing thing. Um, wherever there is money, not only the GPF, even banks, there are always attempts to um, uh, to 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 do some fraud. So it's an ongoing thing, really, and. We have a, a good team of our, for our fraud and forensic uh, unit that is really working hard to make sure that they, they, they mitigate such risks of fraud. And if it happens, then, um, of course, the law will then obviously take its course. So I cannot give an exact date as to when it happens, but it's an ongoing thing. And this one is from Musa in Woodbank. It says, good evening, Patricia, and your guests. How exactly do these fraudsters acquire information of pensioners? Could it be possible that the GPF officials are involved? No, absolutely. And and, and I did allude that uh, some officials associated with the GEPF, it cannot be ruled out, that uh, they may be working with some civil syndicates and... Uh, our fraud unit is really working um, uh, uh, closely uh, with the, all the officials, uh, doing some spinning to make sure that you know uh, no private information of our members and pensioners is leaked out to the criminals. Hmm. And if if someone internally is found Itumeleng uh, to be yeah. active in these fraudulent uh, activities, what what are the steps that the GPF takes about uh, their internal members who are doing the wrong thing? So obviously, that fraud is is a very serious uh, criminal offence. Um, that is a matter that uh, will be handed over to law enforcement agencies, and um, penalties will be uh, imposed by the court. Mm-hmm. And I, I, that should give comfort to those within the scheme that the GPF does take the adequate uh, steps. Now, for those who are, you know, found themselves in a position where they've either members of the public or even members of the GPF, that they know of someone who is uh, committing fraudulent activities against the GPF, um, has the GPF endorsed any, or what are the important details that those people um, should have? in hand to report the fraudulent activities? Well, they must uh, um, give us the nature of the allegation, um, tell us if possible uh, the parties involved, when and where the incident occurred, and if available, it will help if uh, we are given you know, an ID or a pension number of the, uh, you know, the pension that is, you know, uh, being attempted to be defrauded there. And uh, has the GPF endorsed any private entity or individual to collect claim forms or on its behalf? Absolutely not. So all GPF uh, claims are lodged through government employer departments or directly through the GEPF working centers across all the nine provinces in the country. Mm.
ATMers, remember the number to dial to interact with us on is 011 714 or SMS 41391. WhatsApps go to 0614104107. We are talking preventing fraud and misrepresentation at the Government Employees Pension Fund with Itumeleng Mudise, who is a client liaison officer at the GEPF. On the line, I've got Anonymous. Good evening, Anonymous. How are you? Good, thank you, Anonymous. My name is my anonymous. When you enter a government building, they take your temperature, they take your what, and then they ask you your name, your address, your ID number, your phone number. Now, when a foster has that information, what does it do with it? So, government buildings should change the way they, they, they identify people. Because this thing is also common with with RECA. Fosters that information and they change people's phone numbers to them. Thank you. Thank you, Anonymous. Actually, what you are mentioning is not only at government um, offices. It's literally everywhere now with COVID-19. I mean, when you enter a building, uh, you need to give your address, you need to give your ID number, you need to give your cell phone number um, in order for you to be tracked should there be a COVID case. So, yeah, it does open up a can of worms. But, Dumilin, what are your thoughts on Anonymous's um, uh, stating of that government needs to find other ways of identifying people as they enter their building? Yeah, no, I, I fully, I fully concur because you know, uh, first stars they always try and get a, a step ahead. Um, uh, so, even though we take that information, but when when a person makes uh, an inquiry in our service centres, they will need to produce you know the physical ID. Um, don't just ask for, for for the information; it has to be produced and it will have to be validated or checked that it is truly the person um, that is inquiring. I've got Lorraine on the line. Uh, good evening, Atima. Good evening, lovely Patricia. How are you? Good, thank you, Lorraine. And your guest, good evening to our list gentleman's name. I'd like to know from him, he might be the same gentleman who uh, was on the show whilst Naya was so with SAFM and spoke about the same subject. Uh, it could have been a year ago. I, I Time eludes me. I'm not so sure. But in response to the info he gave me, I followed up with my mom, who's been concerned. My mom worked for the government as a qualified nursing sister for 37 years, and after that, having said she wants to retire after all those years, couldn't take being home, and it was her calling, her real calling, she went back and worked on contract for another hospital for five years. Now, I'm not quite sure if what she says can be ratified and how to find that out the five years contract because from what she says, she understands that they paid her at the end of the contract. But with her pension, on the other hand, uh, on the same program, and like I said, I'm not sure if that's the same gentleman who appeared with on Naya's show discussing the same issues, um, he informed us that um, if you have any queries regarding somebody you're assisting in my mom's case because she's old, uh, you can go to certain offices. And we have one here in Durban, which I went to. But the consultant who spoke to me, in this case, my mom wanted to... um, 
allocate beneficiaries to what's left of the surplus of her pension fund, if any, and wanted to know that such a, a project exists. And we were told that that ended like two and a half years ago. I'm not so sure if I believe that, but, you know, I had to take her word for it. So if the gentleman on the program could finally, uh, kindly elaborate, I'd really appreciate it. All right. All right. Thank you so much. Okay. I'm um, sorry, before the caller maybe uh, leaves us. She's already left us. Okay. Because uh, I, I think I, I, I might have missed some part of some part of the of the, 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 the question. Is it about, may you correct me there, is it about um, the, the parent uh, inquiring at our office about uh, updating beneficiaries? Sure. You know what I'm going to do, Idumeleng? I'm going to give Benzito an opportunity to give you Lorraine's number. Because okay, uh, Lorraine elaborated quite a lot, and I don't yeah. know the ins and outs of your business at the GPF. Sure. Okay, no, and I'll then you call Lorraine, it. and then please try and assist her, because clearly the issue she's had is over a year, um, yeah. if she's mentioning that she's heard you on air before. Let me go to another A-teamer, Joe. Good evening, Joe. Uh, uh, good evening, Patricia. Hi. Hello? Yes, Joe, we're here. We can hear you loud and clearly. Oh, What's yeah, your comment? It's, morning, um, it's Joe, yeah. I want to find out something. My wife finished uh, um, at the end of 2019. She worked for the SAPS. And, uh, um, and she's got medical aid with James. Uh, she got a pension of 4400 And uh, they took off... Uh, James took off last year, and she ended up with 4,200. And then this year, they took off 2,500. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Joe, who, who took that, 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 that money? Right. Uh, the medical aid. Now, what, I, what I want to find out is... All right, uh, Joe, gonna, Joe, gonna, Joe, 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 Joe. Yeah. We can't hear you. You need to speak louder. Idumeleng would like to assist you, but you're speaking so soft, and Idumeleng wants you to repeat something because he can't hear you. He needs to help oh, you, so okay. speak louder. Okay, yeah? what I say? Yeah, can you hear me now? Yeah, it's better. That's better, yeah. Okay, okay Idumeleng, the thing is, uh, she went on uh, um, pension, the GEPF. She got uh, 4400 right? And she got uh, medical aid also, and they took off 2,400, right? And now, again, they took off another 2,500. So she's balancing at about 1,900. And what I want to know is, uh, are we are we going to get uh, interest uh, upgrading in the, in the pension this year, or is there not going to be any pension? And if the medical aid is going to take off so much every year, and we're going to end up with that. I also, I also uh, am a member of the GEPF. I worked for the health service. But uh, I'm on her medical aid. Okay. So what can so, be done about that? All right. So, Joe, you're asking if uh, there will be any increment for pensioners this year? Yeah. Yes, that uh, that uh, the communication is already uh, uh, being taken out to our pensioners. Um, they will be receiving an increment of three point two percent from the first of April. 
And how, uh, Dumelang, how does Joe get hold of those um, uh, forms or, or the information? I mean, if we weren't on air right now talking about this, where else would Joe be able to get the information? Uh, sorry, which information about the... About the, incre- the increments, about forms that they might need. I mean, if, if members are calling to ask about increments, clearly um, they don't know where to get information in general. So yeah. where can a person like Joe get information? Well, we we send we send um, uh, a newsletter to all our pensioners and, mem- and members every quarter, mm-hmm. and such crucial information is is enclosed on there. Alternatively, um, Joe, you can download the GEPF uh, self service app, where you can access all the the updates, all the information, or even access it on on the GEPF website, www.gepf.co.za. Um, but if you're not receiving any of those newsletters, please visit our off, uh, nearest office just to ensure that you have updated your address so that you get that communication all the time. Excellent. Um, can you share the annual damages incurred by the members of the GPF due to fraud? Sure. Uh, Patricia, that, that uh, obviously uh, runs into uh, millions um, and that puts a whole lot of families actually in a lot of distress. Um, but it's, it's definitely a whole lot of money. It's millions, really, that get lost due to fraud. And in, in, in terms of, um, you know, the legal repercussions one might face for committing fraud on the GPF, what are those? Um, so fraud is a very serious uh, criminal offence. And perpetrators can face up to 15 years imprisonment. A whole 15 years. So perpetrators be, well, yeah, beware, because this might be your case, 15 years imprisonment. Itumileng, how do people get in touch with you or the GPF for more information? All right. So uh, members can visit any uh, of our uh, service centers that spread out across all the nine provinces, or they can spot out uh, the mobile offices, which are aimed at reaching out to areas that do not have service centers. Alternatively, um, please uh, download the self-service app on a Google app or, um, or, or the uh, Apple um, iStore. Um, and our call center number as well is 011-117-669. Sorry, it's 0800 0800 and that fraud hotline number once again is 0800-203-900. Excellent. Thank you so very much for joining us once again, Idumeling. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Remember that the GPF has uh, regional client service centers in uh, all nine provinces in South Africa. And uh, they also have uh, seven satellite offices designed specially for your needs. To find out more, uh, the GPF has a national toll-free call center number, which is 0800-117-669. Calls to this number are free from any telecom line. You can send them an email uh, at uh, inquiries at uh, gpf.co.za or visit the GPF website, which is www.gpf.co.za.
gpf.co.za. They're also on Twitter. Their handle is at gpf underscore sa. This exciting episode of Civic Education was proudly brought to you by SABC Radio Education in partnership with Government Employees Pension Fund at SAFM, SABC Education, enriching minds, enriching lives.